good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of On the Mark Sports Talk with your host, as usual, Mark with a C, that's M-A-R-C, and uh, welcome to our 160th episode. Kanahara. 160 episodes (laughs) in 160 weeks. Wow. Hard to uh hard to fathom that. But anyway. Yeah. How you guys how you guys doing today? Got a cold. Got a cold. Good. You know, you don't look any different because it's a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a usual day being a Thursday. Want? You look the same on Tuesday as you do on Thursday. That's I can't figure that one out. Uh <laughs> Uh, next week, for sure, we'll be back to a Thursday, show number 161, Thursday. But the following week, we're going to go back to a Tuesday, because I won't be around on that Thursday, if you're following me. I'll be in Denver, Colorado, Rocky Mountain High. We'll sing that song. <laughs> okay, we'll let you know more about that next week. But next week, a new link. Thursday, and that's. And by the way, that'll be June first. June first on your calendar. Hey, Mark, are you going to go to a Nuggets game? I, I, I don't know if I'll have time. You know, I'm going to be on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's bar mitzvah weekend, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll try my best. Go on, stuff sneak, sneak in there or something. I would go. Listen, quick story. I got lost today <laughs> uh, in JFK. JFK Airport. You had to take somebody. Have any of you? That's not hard to do. Have any no, of you not, ever no. gone to the Lost and Found building at JFK? No. Oh, nobody on the screen. The whole building. <clears throat> well, our visiting friends who are long gone called us when they got home. They, they, they're, the, they're the ones who live in Denver, and they're with us last week. Uh, they called us when they arrived back home. And they said they left a suitcase on the plane. A carry-on. Oh, my God. So what the, <laughs> So nothing we can do at that point. So they, they, called, uh, they called JFK, and, and they said, yes, we found your suitcase on the plane. Fantastic, right? Uh, it's going to be in the uh, JFK Lost and Found building, and they call that Building 14. I never heard of Building 14 at JFK. It, it's hard enough finding the, the terminals and yeah, where yeah, to go, the arrivals with departures and where, where to go. It's yeah. always crowded. But Building 14, I had to go to today to pick up their suitcase. So, of course, I put it in my GPS. Uh, had to go to uh, South. What was it? I had to go to South. South Service Road in Jamaica. At JFK, G- GPS is the greatest invention ever. <laughs> if you know got how to me, use it, it got me right there. Yeah, and uh, oh, so I, I, I double parked, and uh, my wife went in, and it, she says the place was packed. I had called the woman early in the day, and she says, as soon as you get there, call me. I'll come out and get you and bring you in. And we buy, and she bypassed all the people there. All those people like lost things. And uh, amazing. 
But we, we got the suitcase, and it's a pretty heavy suitcase. I don't know how the heck I'm going to bring that uh, with me in two weeks to Denver to give it back to them because I bring a lot of stuff. <laughs> I bring my empty out my entire house when I go flying. You never know when you need everything, you know? So I don't know. We'll see what we'll do. Maybe unpack everything, throw it in the bags, and leave the suitcases here. I don't suitcase here. But getting out of there. Oh God, even the That's GPS funny. GPS says, where do, we, where do you want to go? Syria. <laughs> Make a right, I think. <laughs> so, so it did get me, get me out of there, but I, I felt really um, didn't know where What, to, what navigation did you use? The Google Maps? I use, I use um, Waze. 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 Waze, Waze, Waze is, is fantastic. Waze is the know? best. It's the best. By yeah. Farm, Farmers Boulevard getting out of there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where were you? Got to get I back on the Belt Parkway and go east. Yeah, yeah. I did find my way back, but it took a while. And then going north. I've never been course, to, but there you go. Island. Okay. So um, that was my story today about Kennedy Airport. Building 14. If you ever lose anything, they may find it. Meanwhile, my son, uh, a few last month, I don't know if I told you guys, was flying back, and he had a... Um, what do they call the, a garment bag? He hung his garment bag in the front of the plane. And he's sitting in the back of the plane when they, as they disembarked. Is that what the word is? You get the plane? Yeah. Disembarked? Get off the plane. Uh, his, his, bag, his bag was gone. Someone oh picked up his bag. Oh, God. And uh, Accidentally on purpose. Ap- absolutely, yeah. And you would mm-hmm. think they would realize it's their bag. Maybe it looks exactly like their bag because they did not come back. Maybe we thought that maybe when they get home and they unpack their suitcase and they unpack that garment bag and realize that's not my... <laughs> uh, unless someone did it on purpose. What happened was they never called the airport. And because he never checked it, there's no proof <coughs> left that, that left his garment bag in front of him. So he's out of luck of a very expensive suit. Oh, so wow. I don't know better not to uh, hang it up front. There's maybe you guys. Don't hang things up front because if you're getting off, unless you're sitting in first class, you grab your bag and go. In the I didn't back, even know you, you could hang things up. Yeah. Hang it, it, fold it up and just throw it in the um, over, you know, overhead, overhead, overhead. And then yeah. uh, bring it to the cleaners. But, uh, yeah, so he's out of it. So, unfortunately, that was his story. The guy never, never. If Maybe the guy had a connecting flight. Maybe he grabbed his thing and his, 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 his check bags went from one plane to another. He had his carry-on. He went to the next plane. Maybe he went to Iowa. He's not coming back with that, with that garment bag. <laughs> was his ID on the garment bag? I don't know. I don't know. That might be the problem. Got nothing. All right, Gerald, we're up to your highlights report. Uh, and by the way, Gerald, you're sponsored this week by Gefilte Fish. Mother's <laughs> <laughs> Gefilte Fish, okay. You want to learn how to spell that. How do I do a spell check on Gefilte in my notes? <laughs> yeah, what do you got there, Gerald? Okay, today I'm going to review the 2006 MLB season. These are what I believe to be the key facts about the 2006 MLB season. For the awards and leaders, I will name the National League player, followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP, Big Ryan Howard and Justin Morneau. Rookie of the Year, Hanley Ramirez and Justin Verlander. 
the great pitcher. Wow. Interesting. Cy Young, Brandon Webb, and Johan Santana, Mr. Oh. No Hitter. Key leaders, batting average, Freddie Sanchez and Joe Maurer. Home runs, Big Ryan Howard and David, I never use steroids Ortiz. <laughs> RBR, Ryan Howard, and again, David Ortiz. ERA, Roy Oswalt and Johan Santana. Some interesting highlights of the 2006 MLB season. Alfonso Soriano joined the 40-40-40 club. 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases, and 40 doubles. Oh. Trevor Hoffman established a career saves record at 487 career saves. Johan Santana won the triple crown of pitching, wins, strikeouts, and ERA. He was 19 and 6, 245 strikeouts with a 2.77 ERA. On June 21st, Jose Reyes hit for the cycle. Albert Pujols hit an MLB record of 14 home runs in April. Tampa Bay became the first team to lose 100 games in the season, despite a winning record of 41 and 40 at home. 400 career home runs were hit by Mike Piazza and the great Carlos Delgado, the former, Met, former Mets. Florida Marlins set a record modern MLB record by starting six rookies on opening day. Cheap payroll. Uh, brief summary of the 19, 2006 World Series. The Cardinals defeated the Tigers four games to one. Some composite statistics are as follows. The Cards batted 228 and the Tigers 199 and the Cards had an ERA of 2.05 and the Tigers 3.00. David Eckstein was the most valuable player, batting 364 as a Cardinal. For the Cards, Chris Carpenter pitched eight shutout innings and was 1-0 in the series. For the Tigers, Kenny Rogers pitched eight scoreless innings and was 1-0. Tony LaRussa, the only attorney in uniform ever, joined Sparky Anderson as the only managers to win a World Series in both leagues. Sparky with the Reds and Tigers, of course, and Tony with Oakland and St. Louis. Two rookies faced off in game one for the first time in history. Anthony Reyes for the Cardinals and the great, great, great Justin Verlander for the Tigers. And that concludes my summary of the 2006 MLB season. And he's still pitching for a yeah, right. How about and that? He's still pitching, and he's still a great pitcher. He might be the only great. player on those rosters who's still active. Jerry. Yes. Guys, I'm sorry, all of you. Uh, he was uh, – I don't think Tony LaRusso was the first player to uh, be an attorney at law. Mo Berg, who played for the Red Sox. Oh, you're right. Uh, you're right. He was an attorney, um, also translator. Uh, Bye. And – Bye, right. He was brilliant, a brilliant he genius of a human being. Lore, number three in his class. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Look at I didn't. Yeah. And you mentioned Roy Oswald. I used to like him yeah. as a pitcher. I used to really like him. And all of a sudden, his career just ended. Yeah. Houston and right Philadelphia. Anybody else have a comment for uh, Gerald? Oh, Michael always. Yeah, Mike. Um, yeah, MF. I had MF. Lined up. 
you know, I have an unusual comment. First of all, nice report, Jerry. But excellent uh, report, excellent. Your, uh, your sponsor, Gefilte Fish. The only place to get the greatest Gefilte Fish you'd ever want to get is if you go to Season Supermarket on Main Street, and mm. I guarantee you it will be the best Gefilte Fish you'll ever have. Ask Ron Schreiber; he'll tell you. Do they have low fat Gefilte Fish? <laughs> Did you guys read homemade gefilte fish? That's homemade, delicious, and very, very the special. The best. Try it. Yeah, I could take gefilte fish and just throw it out the window. I don't like it. All right. <laughs> so, Milton, you'll do your name that tune at the end of our show as usual. Thank you. Uh, a couple of beep beeps. I have one and and MF, you have an, an, a, a beep beep, correct? I sent it to you. I forgot who it was. All right, I wrote it down. So <laughs> I found Eric Glendening. Glendening. G-L-E-N-D-E-N-N-I-N-G. Eric Glendening. I've never seen that last name before. He's a shortstop <laughs> acquired by Baltimore from the Royals for cash. More than likely, he's back in the minors. I've never seen that guy play, but Eric Glendening sounds like Glenn, Don Glendening, no? But I was thinking, yes, thinking it sounds like it. And then, uh, Mr. MF sent me Alan Buzzinitz or but B U S E N I T Z Buzz Bus Buzzinitz, something like that. Yeah, he's a Cincinnati Red pitcher. Thank you, MF. For that. All right, this day in sport. Today, this is May 23rd. You got to hear so many things that happened on this particular day. <laughs> well, 1873, the very first Preakness Stakes was ran, and Survivor won it. But the first one was on this particular day, May 23rd. 1901, the Cleveland Blues. B-L-U-E-S, which became the Cleveland Indians, scored nine runs with two outs in the ninth inning to beat the Washington Senators 14 to 13. Oh. Look at that. A two outs, nine runs scored. Uh, in 1910, in the top of the ninth, against Boston, of the National League. I guess it's Boston Braves. Braves. So they may yeah. have been called something else in those days. Cincinnati had a guy named Dode Basket. Well, let's see. B P P A S K E R T. Paskert. Paskert. He stole second, third, and home that gave the Reds an eventual win, six to five. How about that? How about that? In 1924, Walter Johnson. Struck out 14 in a 4 nothing shutout, and that was his 103rd lifetime shutout. Wow. Good picture, huh? Yeah. In 1926, Cubs. <coughs> Wilson becomes the first batter to hit a home run off of the Wrigley Field scoreboard. Must have been some shot. Uh, let's see. 1935, Cincinnati's first ever night game, baseball, was postponed by rain on this day. In 1941, here's a good 1941, in his 20th World Heavyweight Boxing title defense, Joe Lewis 
knocks out Buddy Bear in the in round one at Madison Square Garden. Max, Max Bear's brother. Max Bear. Jethro. Jethro. Uh, well, Jethro is Junior. That was Junior. Jethro Clampett. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, let's see, 1948, Joe DiMaggio hits three consecutive home runs in one game as the Yankees beat Cleveland. 1962, Joe Pepitone. Good old Joe Pepitone. May he rest in peace. Becomes the second Yankee to hit two home runs in one inning. Joe DiMaggio was the other one. Uh, in 1978, American League approves the transfer of the Red Sox to Gene Yorkie for $15 million. A mere $15 million. Uh, 1991, Phil's pitcher, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher, the great Tommy Green. Who's ever heard of Tommy Green? But he pitched a no-hitter against the Montreal Expos. Uh, In 1992, the Yankees play their fourth consecutive extra-inning game, which I I guess is rare. Uh, In 1995, for the 47th time in Major League history, opposing pitchers hit home runs. He pitched it, he hit it. Other pitcher pitched it, and he hit it. But that was unique. Uh, in the year 2000, this one I did not know. The Orioles defeat the Mariners, but the Mariners' Ricky Henderson, never knew he played for them, draws his 2000s walk, the third person in baseball history to have 2,000 walks in the year 2000. Maybe someone else has it now. Babe Ruth and Ted Williams were up to that. Uh, in 2001, a guy named Marco Cifredi becomes the first person to snowboard down Mount Everest. What an idiot. <laughs> 2002. Wow. Sean Green. What was he known for besides playing on the Mets? Being Jewish. Being Jewish for the, the Dodgers 14th, and for the... 14th man to hit four home runs in one game. 19 yeah. total bases. He went six for six as a Dodger. Six for six. Scored six times, seven RBIs as the Dodgers beat the uh, the Brewers. And uh, uh, 2018, NFL owners approved a new NFL National Anthem policy where players are required to stand or don't come out for the National Anthem. Stay, stay in the locker room. And I think that is all I have for this day in sports. Okay. Uh, sports stories by Larry will not be held today since Larry, Larry is not with us. <laughs> he told us he won't be with us. So we'll go on to MJF, Yankees and Jets rant, sponsored today by Jelly Beans. Jelly Beans, okay. Uh, I went, for those who are a little altacockerish, I got to tell you, I went to two baseball games <laughs> last week on Mother's Day. I went to a Yankee Tampa Bay Ray game, that Sunday game, and I met my son and my granddaughter and my grand and my daughter-in-law, and my son had perfect seats in the upper deck right in front of the kids' corner, and we had a wonderful time, and every time uh, Emerson got a little tired, she went to the playground with big TVs. He had no problems doing that. And then uh, th- last Thursday, uh, I came a little late on, on uh, the, the uh, podcast, I went to the Met game, and it's amazing 
how easy it is to just get on that train and go to a Met game. And that was uh, why the Mets are in this fantastic run. So uh, just to you say were rooting that, for the Ra- you were rooting for the Mets over the Rays. <clears throat> yeah, but it's a lot of fun to go to uh, both stadiums. They're all they're special. Now for the Jets, today was a big OTA day. Okay, and it, uh, OTA is organized team activities. And just think of all the years the Jets have been in existence. Right now, they are in their greatest, uh, most publicized time, most anticipated time in the history of their existence. And uh, Aaron Rodgers was there, and it was incredible. So I wrote a couple of things down. Back in the day, they used to have the OTAs in Hofstra, and you can see Joe Namath worked out. But now they're in a place called Florham Park, New Jersey. And Skyla had 10 organized team activities planned, four of which was open to the media. And during phase two of the program, which lasted three weeks, players conducted drills at a walkthrough pace, but the offense and defense could not line up against each other. They couldn't bang each other around. But I was watching today. They really gave each other a good workout. And Aaron Rodgers was right there with him running around alongside of Zach Wilson. And then we watched the, I watched the, uh, the interview, they interviewed him and he's a very impressive man. I tell you, and the optimist, he just exudes optimism and he has a great relationship with Hackett and stuff like that. And uh, we've never seen this jet, a jet team with this much anticipation. <clears throat> so we shall see, you know, so I just hope everything is going to work out for them. And uh, I'd love to see them come close to getting to a Super Bowl. Were you there, Michael? Or you saw it someplace? You live? It was on TV today. Oh, you saw it on TV. I was there. I was at Hofstra years ago. That was also very cool. I've been to the ones in Colorado. Yeah. So John Elway up close. Forum Park's not so far. You know, it is a disrupting. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Try it, you know. Anyway, with the Yankees. It's trending great again, just like last year. And it's pretty cool where right now, similar to last year, when you think of it, you had these delusions or dreams of a Yankee Met World Series because both teams are going great. Both teams are playing very, very entertaining baseball. The Yankees just had a very, very strange series against Toronto with Aaron Judge with his eyes moving and it's still a mystery whether uh, he was looking at his dugout or he was getting signs, but uh, all legal. Who's to know what's going on over there with with what happened over there? But uh, it was very entertaining. Now with the Yankees, Judge was the Player of the Week, and he has been playing great since he returned from the IL, and it shows in the way the Yankees have <coughs> had been playing lately, which is really really tremendous. All relievers on the Yankees have been clicking, especially King who may be their best reliever. Personally, I like Ryan Weber. He's like a true everyman. But all of the relievers have been successful lately. The three closers, even uh, Holmes had a save recently. Rodan will be returning soon. So if you have a rotation of Rodan, Cole, Cortez, and Severino, <clears throat> you can't get much better than that. Speaking of all this optimism, Greg Allen, he is a much better outfielder and ball player than Aaron Hicks. And Who's uh, gone. his defense is incredible. So uh, all of the the uh, defense looks great. 
Giancarlo Stanton, I call him the pant load, is getting real close to a minor league rehab assignment. And Boone says uh, maybe the end of May. Stanton had a grade two strain of his left hamstring and is expected to be back around uh, like May 28th. And another positive is this catcher, Ben Rothfield. Rothfield, whatever you say, he looks good. He went two for four his first time out. Looks like a good receiver. So that's another positive. So uh, that's my Yankees. And if they could sustain it, it could be very, very entertaining. And uh, the way they're playing and the way the Mets are playing, who's to say it's going to be a very, very entertaining season? And that yeah, should be. Michael, should. I just no add one. Sorry, Milton, you go first. Yeah, I just want to ask you, Michael, in 2020, when Greg Allen came up, he was a fan favorite. Why did the Yankees just let him go? He was he was hitting, he was running, stealing bases. Right. The Yankees, he was too young. No, it was just a matter of uh, nice. roster moves, nice. necessary roster moves. You know, and then you're right. But he was bad. a fan favorite. I liked them. I I, I couldn't yeah. believe when they didn't play, they let him go. Yeah, we shall see. I hope he's back. And that's the that's the missing link in the Yankees left field. They've had a lot of left fielders. I was kind of hopeful that Bauer, who hit nine home runs in the minor leagues, well, would do something. But uh, he apparently regained Swiss cheese in his back because so he mm. got in at all. So, uh, and also, he's had a lot of adventurous plays. He had a play the other day. He dives to a ball, and he bobbles it a little bit, and the runner scores. And apparently, the umpire said it was a foul ball originally. So the umpire... So the runner slowed down, <coughs> and then they changed it to a fair ball, and the runner scored. The run counted, and Boone went bonkers, and it broke a all-time major league record because it was the Peacock 11:30 game, and he was thrown out at about uh, maybe uh, quarter to twelve. So it was the earliest anybody has ever gotten. <laughs> the I said something. I heard something. That's like funny. That. All right, Cheryl, what do you got? There are two schools of thought regarding um, Stanton. Stanton believes he should be playing the field. He's a better player. And, of course, the Yankees are very reluctant, Mike. What's what's your school of thought on that? Well, the thing is, Jer, if you are sitting as a DH, right, and you have these old brittle bones like Stanton seems to have, he doesn't loosen up. And I feel that it's more susceptible to injury when he's sitting as a, as a uh, DH. I think you should put him in right field or left field, wherever you want to put him, and let him limber up a little bit because uh, before every inning, people do like exercises, warm up like Rocky Calavito, and maybe he can last a couple of months. And I say let him play in the outfield. He's a good outfielder. Let him play. Fred? Yeah. Stanton's injury now was not because of brittle bones. It was be- wasn't it because he didn't hustle out out of the box on a, on a, yes. it was a home run and he all of a sudden yes. turned on the jets and he was exactly. doing that to j- just to get lucky to get a double. Yes. I don't, I don't excuse that. Fred. I, mean, I don't excuse it. I don't, no, I don't excuse it either. Right. I'm saying, I don't, I, I'm saying that's, that's my point that if it would have ran from the beginning, he would, he wouldn't have gotten injured. That is true. And yeah, a person play. I mean, they call it accidents. Yeah. Even though. Are, are, are they going to give Allen a shot at, at the regular left field, or will they see him more as a fourth outfielder? I think he's going to be like a backup 
right? A, a utility guy. He bats righty, I believe, right? I'll tell you, you, you know, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Mark was talking yes, about. Yes, he bats righty. I, I think it was the league the Ducks play. He'd be perfect for that designated pinch runner role. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be a black Jack Reed. Remember Jack Reed, Mickey Mantle's replacement. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, caddy. How come, how come the Red Sox traded him? I don't know. I don't know why. You know, that's a mystery to me also. Why yeah. they get rid of it? <clears throat> something. There's something. Uh, yeah, um, Jeff? Yeah, uh, I don't know if this is a positive for the Yankees or not, but uh, I don't know if you guys know that Aaron Hicks was uh, DFA'd last week. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. positive. Yeah. Positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be an interesting you know series. Be interesting series. Donaldson, though, it'll be positive also. He What's was that? the most uh, tenured person. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He said you he think, had a great time playing with the Yankees, but he'll find right. a job someplace else. You think you think they'll leak Donaldson's contract? Mm-hmm. No, Donaldson will be fine. They let him come up and let, let him get healthy. Let's see what he does. If he <laughs> don't do anything, they may eat it. Well, you, you know they said he they said he had a setback. He got hurt at home trying to fix something for his daughter. He hurt his thumb. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, he's still really. collecting. He's still an ac- collecting. An accident yeah. at home. I forget what he's. It was in the paper the other day. He cut it. He right. cut his thumb. He cut he his was, thumb. He was on like the that. trampoline. Very oh, nice. Was, was that what? Was that what it was? <laughs> no, baby. <laughs> All right. By the way, the Yankees started tonight. I think are playing their number one opponent because uh, the Orioles. They're the Orioles. Yeah. Very Orioles are a fun team to watch. Is that game in the stadium? Yeah, yes. three yeah. games in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, night, tomorrow night, it's on Amazon. Amazon and then uh, Apple. <laughs> no, for Friday yeah. night is Apple. Friday is Apple. And by yeah, the Boomer way, Boomer Science and went on a rant. I'm telling you, it's, soon you're going to have every every game and every sport's going to be streamed. <laughs> nah, no. Yeah, yeah. Down the line. You're, you're dead on, Mark. Absolutely. Anyway, no. I have an no. announcement no. to make. Boomer Science went on a rant about that. Uh, last week and he was right it was about the Yankees that the Yankee fans can't ever turn on a Yankee game and know exactly what mm. channel it's going to be on right right yeah, four straight games on four <laughs> money talks yeah. you know that money talks Nobody well, some of it some of it is MLB driven not Yankee driven right Amazon yeah. the Amazon is the Yankee driven the uh, Apple is not Apple and Peacock are not yeah right but you know, I was listening to somebody on FAN the other day. She, oh, she she said I paid the four ninety nine for Peacock, and as soon as the game was over, I canceled it. Hmm. <laughs> People do that. They have, yeah. and they have the um, the post game goes back to their uh, yes station. Right, just like the Mets post game. Yeah, Mets, the Mets too. Same thing, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, our yeah. other what's that? The our other Larry was not on today. Both Larrys. Uh, believe, he told me he was going somewhere. Oh. What's South Jersey? Cape May? Cape May and South Jersey? So next Tuesday, next Tuesday, May 30th, he and the Mendelssohn Choir will be at City Field singing the Star Spangled Banner. How cool is that? Wow. So they'll go on the field. We 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 already sold tickets. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, Danny, our... uh, Bob Baffert guy. Danny, you're Bob Baffert, right? Bob Baffert, yeah. Trainer. Trainer, Bob Baffert. Okay. I'm talking about? You look like him. Yeah. 
Anyway, oh. so um, <laughs> yeah, but Mark, show up early because he sings early. He sings earlier, right? The Star Spangled yeah, Banner, like the game starts at seven ten. You can go early at about a quarter to. Please rise, take your caps off. Anyway, so that's uh, next Tuesday. All right, and uh, you mentioned Toronto. The Yankees beat them, and I think they were just swept by somebody else. Toronto swept in this past weekend. Orioles, the Orioles, the Orioles. Yeah, they're they're falling apart. The Toronto. Toronto's playing Tampa Bay now. I don't know if. All right, let's move. Let's move on. Got a lot to talk about. We have a debut. A debut uh, uh, spot uh, by Joe. Joe is going to be talking. Lucky guys. Jet, your debut piece called Met Moments. And if you're good, we'll give you a sponsor. Not today, not today though. I'll give him a sponsor. All right, Joe, what do you have? What do you have for us? Uh, well, it's on the marks. Met Moments. How's that? <laughs> I just want to talk about how the Mets got here after winning 101 games last year. Um, I took a look yesterday at the uh, at the statistics uh, between you know the, the final uh, statistics from last year and the statistics to date this year, and the batting averages are down across the board for everybody who was a starter last year, and that includes Kana. And Escobar, the only one who's up is Nimmo. And then just a little bit. Everybody else is down. Although, uh, you know, um, Alonzo is having an incredible season and hitting home runs and, uh, right. you know, really important spots. So and F- the rest of it's down. They've been outscored in the first inning. I don't know, uh, incredibly. So they've been so they've been behind the eight ball right from the beginning of the game. Plus mm-hmm. the pitching, the starting pitching obviously hasn't been good. So one of the reasons is that there were three pitchers last year who was solid, maybe not, maybe not aces, uh, Chris Bassett, uh, Taiwan Walker, and uh, Carrasco. And for some reason, they chose to uh, re-sign Carrasco. I probably, uh, it was probably a, a question of money. He was the least expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought they had signed enough pitching, but the guys got hurt. Um, so, that's, uh, so they're in an issue now where they don't, haven't had enough pitching. They got some very good pitching on uh, on Sunday, Verland and uh, and uh, Scherzer. However, I was against a team that's not exactly a barn burster, so we don't know. We'll see. Um, another thing that's hurt them is was the loss of Diaz, and I thought that the loss of Diaz would really be a killer. It hasn't been because Robertson has been great. He was out of baseball for a while. He came back, and now the Mets signed him. It was a great signing. However, they're one short of leading up to uh, Robertson, and that's really, really hurt them. They had to use um, Adovino, who's been very, very spotty at best, and that's hurt them. That's hurt them badly. That's, that's a career Pitcher like that. Could have helped them is sitting in Pittsburgh now. Yeah, Fred's pointed. Fred's pointed that out. The guy that got. Or, uh, yeah, I've, I'm trying to remember his name, but he's been Ho- very Hober- good. I think it's Hoberman or something like that. Yes, Hoberman. Hoberman. Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got it. The, the Vogelback trade, right? Oh, yeah, it was a mistake. Yeah. So, Vogelback's not too bad, but so I just want to. I have a couple more things that I'll say, and then I'll and then we'll end it. Um, they clearly made a mistake in not re-signing either Bassett or Walker, and I think that that came right from the top, right from Cohen. Who uh, I guess he felt that they had too great a uh, payroll as it was. It's still higher than by uh, you know 100 million dollars 
or so of, over any other payroll that they've had, any major league team has had. But then he went and uh, contradicted himself by signing uh, Korea, which was a major mistake. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good, the best thing that happened is that they backed out of it because they didn't need him anyway. And the one, th and the one thing they did good and that I've been uh, harping on here over the last few weeks is to bring up the young guys, and they brought him up. And it's made, and I think that's been the difference in turning them around. What's oh, so far? Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, How do you do, you. guy? How do you think he did? He did a good, good. job. Good. Very good. 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 Can we ask good. him back good. next week? Yeah. 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 Can All right, start writing for next week. We got comments. can't get rid of me. I'm coming back anyway. Hey, Gerald, what a comment. Yeah. A couple of things, Joe, as a Met fan. Um, yes. Walker, regarding Walker and Bassett, Bassett is having a decent year. Walker, not a very good year at all. The second thing is, what do we do about the catching situation? Yeah, that's my question. Right. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Five too. catches at some point. Yeah. They, they, they can't send out. You got Gary Sanchez. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know what they're doing, but I can't. If they send Alvarez down, it's a terrible mistake. Yeah. Yes. You keep, you keep hearing they're going to do that catches. because he, because he's the only one with options. No, yeah. I understand that, but that it would yeah. be a terrible mistake. I, I would, agree. I would just Please. DFA Nito at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could send well, out. Let's Sanchez. see. Let's see how well Gary Sanchez. Uh, you only played one game. He's a DH. He's not a catcher. I can see Sanchez as DH. I can't see him as an everyday catcher. I think Alvarez, it's his job to lose now. That would be my feeling. Who is their righty DH now? Who is their righty DH? Vientos. Vientos, isn't it? You want to take the bat out of his hand? No, no. No, I don't. I don't I don't know what they I don't know what they're gonna do. I want to take it out of Vogelback's hand. Yeah, right. I do. Yes, I don't understand. I mean, they talk about Vogelback having this on-base percentage that's very high, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a misnomer and it's misleading to be redundant. I think the sample size is too early to, to tell when the guys uh, are still recovering. No, they're not, they're not coming no. back so soon. When are they coming back? Who's that? When this Navaya is coming back, the catcher. They, they said he's about a week away from a rehab. I thought I heard him say. I heard something that he's coming back. Nito went down for something minor, right? Yeah. But he, he's he can't catch though, Nito. He got hit by a pitch on on the hand, so right. he's DHing oh, over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think all right. I said. All right, yeah, DHing, not a hitter. Have to give Sanchez a chance. Otherwise, it'd be cruel. Let it, yeah, let I mean, it's, it's one game. One, it's one game with Sanchez, and he had a good game. Sure. I mean, I mean, no, it's defensively. You know, Scherzer said he, he worked well with him, and he, okay, yeah. he, got a, he got a hit. He got a sacrifice for Let's play. see. It's only too too early. Sanchez uh, is almost as slow on the base pad as Vogelback. <laughs> Gerald. Nobody Joe, else is slow Joe, as Vogel. Joe, one other thing. When yes. Adafino comes in, his windup uh, is very conducive toward batters, uh, toward uh, players stealing. stealing bases. You and yes. I could steal second, Joe, if he was pitching. <laughs> I could when I could run a little. I can't anymore. Yes, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. Joe, can, can I ask Joe one other question? One more sure. question. I mean, Joe, what do you think about bringing up Mauricio, put, put, putting him at second, uh, McNeil in left, and Canner as the fourth outfielder? Yes, I would. I would. I would do that. I would do that. I think. Uh, I think the kids have the kids have given them the energy that they need at this point. 
I don't think they're going anywhere with Canna and uh, and certainly not yeah. Escobar. Canna's a fourth outfielder. He's yeah. in here. Right. I think that's the best. Let's see what they do. And they're playing the Cubs tonight. We'll see what happens. I bring them up. Howie, Howie from the West Coast is uh, he's visiting the Hearst Castle, he told us today. Uh, oh, that's cool. So that's why he's here with us. So we're going to go with uh, Mike Rosebud. C. Report on sports happenings in the District of Columbia area. What you got? Oh, by the way, we, you got a sponsor. You got baby wipes. Baby wipes is your sponsor. <laughs> All right. Sounds and, good to me. Good. Um, I, my report will be very brief, but the story about the Star Spangled Banner reminded me of something that happened last year. The assistant cantor at the temple that I belong to in Northern Virginia was invited to sing the Star Spangled Banner at a Washington Nationals game. So mm -hmm. she did. And uh, I wasn't there, but somebody took a picture of the whole thing, a video of the whole thing, it streamed on the Temple website. So we all got a chance to see it. She did fine. She told me later that it was the most nervous she'd ever been. <laughs> because, you know, 30, about 30,000 people, I think it was a Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, I think Sunday, and uh, 30,000 people. In any case, so she, she was the assistant cantor at the Temple, but... Now she's about to move to become the full canter, the top canter at a District of Columbia uh, temple. So there's a lesson there, guys. Your assistant canter is pretty good. Don't let them go out into public where they can be seen <laughs> for how good they are. Anyway, that's that story. Woman named Rachel uh, something. Not her last name. Anyway. All right. Not the Washington Hebrew congregation, is it? Uh, you mean that uh, that's uh, taking her? Uh, might be. I've forgotten. Uh, I've heard it, but I've forgotten. A different temple. We're Road of Shalom in uh, uh, Falls Church, Virginia, which is a huge congregation, incidentally, over something like 5,500 members. But anyway. Wow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you would think the Friday night services would be jammed, but they're not. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the only thing to report with regard to the D.C. sports scene uh, right now is the ongoing saga of the sale of the commanders. Now, as you know, the NFL uh, owners are meeting this week. Uh, the commanders were uh, allowed to send uh, uh, Daniel Snyder's wife. She's the representative of the team for the present time, but she did not come. Of course, Daniel Snyder could not come. They, they have sort of banned him for the time being. So neither of them came. Somebody else from the front office was there. The thing that seems to be holding, up, it, holding it up is the debt issue. The NFL is holding pretty tight to a limit on how much debt the new owners can take on, $1.1 billion. Apparently, they're over that by some amount, not designated uh, publicly. Uh, there's some dispute as to what is debt and what is not debt uh, between the two. But I think the principal factor that we'll have to give a little is that the new owners, Harris, I think have overestimated the extent to which the NFL might be willing to bend their rules in, in, th in the thought being that they want Snyder out badly. So they might be willing to grant uh, some increment in the debt and allow them to go ahead and buy the team just to get Snyder out. And it has turned out that that is not the case. And the, uh, the other owners have held pretty tight to uh, it's going to be 1.1 billion. You're not going to break our rules. 
we're, we can work it out. I'm sure we can work all this out, but those negotiations are ongoing. So no sale yet. That's my report. No sale yet, but there's hope. <laughs> I do have a West Coast tidbit if you'd like. Yeah, to go ahead, go ahead. Well, this, this involves the San Francisco Giants. And incidentally, since we're kind of going through some, some dismal days with the Giants at the present time, I put on this T-shirt, which is from 2010, celebrating mm. their world championship from 2010. Because yeah. if you don't have a team that's doing anything, at least you can kind of wallow in memory. <laughs> in 2018, the Giants drafted a guy named Joey Bart, right. a catcher. They, used mm. the, they were second in the order uh, of the draft, of the Major League Baseball draft, and they used that pick on Bart. And he's been around, he's been coming up, and he's with the team, and then he's hurt, and then he's playing, and he's so on. But about three years later, around 2021, with their first round choice, they again chose a catcher. This time a guy by the name of Patrick Bailey. And they brought him up about two weeks ago. Bart got hurt, he's on the DL for the time being. Bailey has been catching uh, for the team Lately, And, uh, you know, the inference is the Giants began to lose confidence in Bart. I uh, didn't think he was going to make much of a major league catcher. They, they chose Bailey and now they're starting to expose him to major league pitching. So I guess if Bailey uh, holds his own, uh, he'll become the uh, catcher for the Giants as time goes by. Wow. They, they, they saw Bart as the successor to Buster, Buster Posey, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah exactly right. I saw on ESPN that that uh, Bailey hit a home run, uh, and he was so excited. His first major league home run last week or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was good. Questions? I'm MF. Yeah, I have a question for Michael. Uh, what do you guys think, and in, in where where you live, uh, about the Washington Nationals? Did they uh, do all they can to win that World Series, just a one-time deal, and uh, they just couldn't sustain it? Uh, is it, a, is it an acceptable thing for Washington national fans or uh, are there, is there any hope for uh, any more future success? Well, yeah, the idea is to rebuild, obviously, and they still have the same GM. But the real, what I think is the most important factor here is uh, the ownership of the Washington Nationals. I may have said this before, but they made their money in commercial real estate. And as the commercial real estate market has plunged, uh, not just here, but in other cities too, uh, their cash flow has diminished considerably. And so, you know, how can you save on cash flow? One thing you can do is sell off high-priced ballplayers. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, been the main motivating force behind it. That's the they got so me. there's a split within the oh, family, uh, the learner families. This is... Uh, was Ted Lerner, uh, he, he turned about 95 or so, and then he died. And now Mark Lerner is running the team. That's his son. And there's a split within the family. Some members of the family want to sell the franchise. Other members of the family do not want to sell the franchise. And until that gets resolved, not to mention the question of the TV contract that's all snarled with the Orioles as to who's got what rights, until those things get resolved, it's hard to see a bright future uh, for the Nationals. The best you can hope for is a kind of a rebuild with some young players who perform and they become a contender with these young and relatively cheap players, but it's hard to see them becoming even an average franchise in spending uh, for the time being. 
So that's what yeah. I think is behind all this. Yeah. Sounds like a redo of the Mets under mm -hmm. Rupert. Yeah. Well, let yeah. them let them redo let them in the Messi Mets division. So let them stay behind the Mets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they've looked good against the Mets this year, though. I know, I know. They won four out of seven. Fred, yes. Anyway, let let's move on. And uh, a lot of you have been asking uh, me about the Jim Brown. Yeah. Now we'll talk about Jim Brown. Eighty-seven years old. Uh, I got a couple of notes about him. Think about what you want to add as I run down my list here. Simply known as the best running back. Cleveland Browns. Manhasset High School. Yeah. How about that? Uh, college Syracuse. Yeah. Also played lacrosse. Was called an excellent lacrosse player. Uh, of course, when they, graduate, when they graduate college, even though you play lacrosse, Back in those days, there's nothing you do with lacrosse. You played in college, and there were no leagues, professional. He's Goes, in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame. He's in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame. Goes to the Cleveland Browns and uh, has a fabulous career. Played from 57 to 65. You know, I, I asked a few of the people who come regularly uh, on the show, and some of them never saw him run. If for, oh. for the Browns, you know, I mean, you know, we're one age. We're all different ages here. I saw him play. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was fabulous. His number uh, uh, 32, which Milton was showing. He had a uniform. Where'd Milton go? I got all different got, colors. That uniform number? 32, all different colors. All I different colors. He had them before. He Let's see. Most seasons leading the league in rushing. Uh, eight. Eight times. 57 to 61, 63 to 65. What happened in 62? Anyone know why he didn't win the rushing in 62? I'd like to know who the who won the rushing in 62. Maybe you can find out, Gerald. I don't I don't think Jim Brown was hurt. But something happened. In he 62. was never hurt. He never missed the game. Never, never, never missed, missed the game, correct. Most seasons leading the league in rushing attempts six. Most rushing yards per game, average, 104 for a career, 0.3. Pretty Fewest amazing. number of games to reach 12,000 yards. Did in 115 games. They only, the first, they only first, played 12 games? 12 game season, yeah. That's right. The first 1,500-yard rusher in the season, the first 300 rushing attempts in the season, the first 2,000-plus yards from scrimmage, in 63, 21-31, he was Rookie of the Year in 57, MVP 57, 58, 63, and 65. And then all of a sudden, he abruptly quit. He quit. You got the answer there for us, Gerald? Yeah. Movies. Jim, Jim Taylor. Jim Taylor. Jim okay. Taylor mm -hmm. won it that year, and Jim Green Taylor back. touchdowns. I just wanted to say one thing. I'm not done yet. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Dad, so what do you want to say? Barry Sanders also quit after nine years. And I think they were all, both of them, without admitting it, were so probably so banged up <clears throat> that they just decided to call it quits. Uh, back it. in those days, they played just 12 games, we said, 12 games. And I then think then they went to, maybe the last couple of years of his career, I think they may have gone to 14 games. But and, and there were only, a certain, there were only, there were less teams, obviously, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. He went to, went to become an actor. He wants to become an actor. Big show, it, was, right? it was a different game. 
right? I yeah, mean, how, you, many, course, how, many, course. how many passes yeah. did he ever catch? Yeah. And, 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 and you know, and his position was, was fullback. I mean, now you don't, you, you know, right. fullback is not a runner right. now. You know, you have fullback. And they had two running backs. And a half back. I think Bobby Mitchell. Then they moved Bobby Mitchell <laughs> to the flanker. Wide yeah. receiver, yeah. I believe back then. I think. Gary okay. Collins, wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. So he went to the movies, and he made over 50 movies. He made a few bucks being a movie actor, yeah. right? More than he made as a football player. 100 <laughs> rifles, the Dirty Dozen. Run, Jefferson, run! Remember that scene? <laughs> Lee Marvin. Oh, that's right. Mars Attacks, Any Given Sunday, The Running Man. All right. I'm going to get you, sucker. I don't remember that one. Ice Station Zebra. Black exploitation. Draft Day Small Soldiers. I don't remember. The four, he was in the fortune cookie with, I guess, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Yeah, yeah. And amongst others, <laughs> Tick, Tick, Kick was a movie. Watch out. According to this, Jimmy Brown caught 262 passes for 2,500 yards. How many passes? 262. Okay. Okay. But then, then the then the league went to a, a third down guy. Remember, and and he, the guy coming in from the bench, he'll be my receiver. Uh, then he, uh, I'll, I'll take your comments in a second. Then he became an activist for civil rights. Right. Uh, he brought athletes in from all different sports together. Uh, his commitment, huh? Jim Brown and Raquel Welch. Yeah, That was 100 boy. rifles. <laughs> um, his commitment <laughs> for making positive impact for, for all of humanity off the field <laughs> is what he's known for. But he also had a rough time, a uh, couple of bad times too, right? He was arrested. With relationships. In 65, <laughs> an 18-year-old testified that he assaulted her in a <laughs> hotel. In 68, charged with assault and intent to commit murder after police found an ex-girlfriend bloodied and injured in her home. Reports had him fathering a child from her. However, never convicted of a major crime. And maybe they were all paid off. Don't talk. I don't know. Uh, Some of the accusers refused to testify. And others, uh, he was exonerated by by juries. In 85, he was booked on suspicion of rape and sexual battery in Los Angeles by a 33-year-old substitute school teacher. (laughs) She claimed Brown punched her in the face, choked her to nearly unconsciousness, threatened to break her ribs before sexually assaulting her. Charges were dropped three months later. Making the stories up, I I don't. We, I wasn't there. Nah, too much. There's too much smoke. Every, yeah. every story yeah. has a good portion and a bad person, but he always. But we call him the greatest runner of all time. Now we'll Look, take your comments, Gad Milton. Go. He also stuck up for Muhammad Ali when Ali refused yeah. to go to the, uh, go into the army. There were pictures of him with Ali. Right, right, yeah. right. Joe. Yeah, I think he was such a great lacrosse player that they changed the rule. I have no idea what the rule was. Oh, we were talking about you, before you came on. Tell, can you? Okay. He used to put the uh, stick against his chest and run down the field with it. You didn't have to cradle it. You'd to, run down the field. You have to do this with the, with, the as you're running with, with yeah. the ball in your in your. Uh, well, in your, he, put, uh, he, he pinned it against his chest so it wouldn't <laughs> come out, and he just ran through everybody. 
I actually saw him play a lacrosse game. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jeff? Yeah, there's a undocumented statement that he was never tackled for a loss. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to find out. I read it. I read it. I can't. Again, I can't uh, document. He's someone who's seen all his games. <laughs> seen a Girl. lot of them, but yeah. Just want to read this. Brown was so dominant in the game that lacrosse rules were changed, requiring a lacrosse player to keep their stick in constant motion when carrying the ball instead of holding it close to his body. There exactly. is currently no rule in lacrosse that requires a player to keep their stick in motion. Yeah, yeah. as we said. Okay, any more comments? Fred? Yeah, I think he might have been, played one more year from what I read that that the, when he was making a dirty dozen, it had some overruns in time and went into um, training camp and Art Modell wanted to find him. And I think he just said, hell with it. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to report. I don't want, I'm not going to be fine. And just, you know, you know, stayed with the picture. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carol. I remember reading that Jimmy Brown uh, at times was so banged up. He had trouble getting out of bed from all the pain. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to comment about the great? Okay, Danny. Yeah, I just always wondered. Um, I read that he grew up in the Spinning Hills section of Great Neck. Right. And uh, I don't know how he ended up in Manhasset High School. I don't know how that happened. Where would he go? Where would he go? No, he where went he... to Manhasset High School. No, where did he? Where he uh, was brought he up? He grew up in the Spinning Hill, Hill section of Great Neck. Oh, Great Neck. Yeah, and Spinning Hill is a section of Great Neck which used to be. A concentration of the black community in Great Neck used to live there. Did they have a Great Neck High School yet? Was but North opened yet? South was <clears throat> open already, I think. South opened uh, in in about nineteen uh, well no, nineteen no, sixties. Yeah, well, he was in high school in the fifties. Maybe he had a relative who lived in Manhattan. There weren't that many high schools in those days. He well, probably most went. Likely. He probably. Most likely. I also read that uh, he quit because he had a, a problem with the owner. Art Modell. Brown, yeah, Art Modell that, that, that told him uh, if you can't show up for a practice, you might as well leave. And he said, okay, I'll fine, I'll leave. And he was at the height of his career, being only 30 years old. And he went to the movies. You know, so God knows why he would have done it, but would have been for Art Modell. He did win one championship in uh, his career. And, um, you know, historically speaking, you know, I was not a football fan at the time. I just heard about him. But I did hear one time after he retired, of course, the commentary, I don't know whether he made it, but it was somebody that taking his size and his speed, uh, when he realized that the, uh, the defenders that he would have to run again were outweighed him by 70 pounds and ran at the same speed that he could, he said, this is not healthy. Which makes sense, you know. Uh, a good thing would be to maybe uh, YouTube some of his old old games and see how well he did for those yeah. guys who really never seen him run. Right, a couple more, and we'll move on. Steve. Yeah, uh, he also in college he also played baseball and basketball and ran track. Yes, he was a four letter man. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. <laughs> he and, did and five sports, sports and, and also sports. kicked also kicked extra points. <clears throat> we mentioned that. And he graduated before. from Syracuse. Yes, Syracuse. All right, uh, Gerald, then we'll move on. 
just want to read this very quickly and, uh, regarding Brown. A native of St. Simmons, Georgia, Brown was born in 1936. Seven years later, his mother moved to New York to find work as a domestic. The Brown family lived first in Great Neck before settling in Manhasset Valley. The young, the young Jim Brown was educated in the Manhasset School District in the 1950s. Long Island, gangs of delinquent youth roaming the streets was not uncommon. Brown and his friends belonged to the Gaylords, a juvenile gang that behaved in the matter of the day. So, you moved. so what year did you say he was born? 1936. Oh, 36. 36. It sounded like 76. Mm -hmm. Okay. May he rest in peace. Right. Okay. And uh, we have the memories of him. Okay. Other football, uh, quick football notes. It was reported that uh, San Francisco is going to be hosting Super Bowl tw um, Super Bowl 60. 60, yeah. 60 in 2026 at Levi Stadium. Uh, how about that? And um, 60 years. How is that possible? 2026. Help me with the math here. The first 66, Super Bowl was in 1966. 66. Was it 66? No. 66, yes. 66, because the... Because the Jets were 69, and that was number three. whatever it was. Maybe so. Number right. three. Yeah. Yeah. So 67 was for the 66 okay. season, I guess. That's the way they do it. Right, right. It's actually Santa Clara, right? Santa Clara, is that where? Yeah. yeah. And, and Santa Clara is actually about 50 miles from San Francisco. But that's where the giant, that's where the, uh, that's the, where the Super Bowl is, uh, play. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they also hosted, uh, hosted Super Bowl 50 when Denver beat Carolina. That's that same stadium. Uh, Las Vegas holds, hosts the 2024, and New Orleans hosts the 2025 Super Bowl. They said today that Green Bay is going to host the 2025 NFL Draft <coughs> around, in and around Lambeau Field. So that should be cool, right? Everybody was wearing their cheese heads. <laughs> be very interesting, huh? And what about Tom Brady? Roger, you happy about this? Tom Brady, why don't you tell us the story about Tom Brady, Roger? Uh, you know, I'm I'm still upset about that Tuck rule, like that playoff yeah, game. Yeah, right. Forget about it. what about Tom Brady? That wasn't Brady's fault. That was the referee. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I guess maybe his aspirations to become an owner. I guess I don't, I don't know. So, so he's been the Davis family. I don't think they've ever had a minority. Uh, I think so. It's always been in the Davis yeah. family. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll so see. good for him. But, uh, but we'll see. He also is a part owner with, I guess, with Mark Davis with the uh, Las Vegas Aces. Plus, he has his 10 year, 375 million broadcasting career with Fox. So we'll sign the checks he'll, over. <laughs> you'll have lots of dough. Gerald. Is there is there a problem or a conflict with Brady being a football announcer and owning a part of a football team? As long as he doesn't announce for that, yeah, but that I team. Know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. I'm so First of all, he's got to be voted in. Right. He's probably got voted in. Maybe he won't be voted in. Spot anyway. Yeah. Right. They're saying minority owner, so yeah, he doesn't have to be voted in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, NFL Rules Committee approved the third quarterback. Third quarterback. <laughs> if one, if the if the starter and the second quarterback are injured or disqualified, thrown out of the game, you could have a third quarterback dressed and on the side. He doesn't count as the er, your active players. That's the only time he can go in the game. If the one and two are injured or disqualified. And if one or two are ready to come back in, he automatically has to go back to the bench. So they're allowing the three, the three uh, quarterbacks we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Um, what else did they say? That they could flex Thursday's games. Anyone follow up on that? The Thursday yeah, yeah. night football games. Yeah, but they got to give them twenty-eight days. Twenty-eight more. days. Twenty-eight and, days, which is and, a whole and, month. And, and you can only do two, two, two. I think you said <laughs> no more yeah, two than two. And, yeah. if, and if and if and if there's none this year, they'll 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 allow it next year. Right, right, right. All right, Roger. Why don't you talk about well before we get to the the, the playoffs, uh, Roger? Uh, I thought this was a big news. I asked Roger to talk about Carmelo Anthony as he mm-hmm. announced his retirement today. Or yesterday. <laughs> what do you got, Roger? Yeah, just like Jim Brown, uh, Carmelo went to uh, Syracuse. Oh. Uh, was born in Brooklyn. Uh, led Syracuse to their only NCAA championship, I guess, uh, way back in 2003. Can't believe that's 20 years ago already. Um, he spent 19 seasons in the NBA. Averaged 22 and a half points a game, 6.2 rebounds, 2.7 assists. Uh, he's ninth on the all-time list in, in scoring with over 28,000 points. Um, he was part of that big 2003 draft that also had LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. He was selected third by the Denver Nuggets. Mm. Uh, led the rookies that year in scoring with about 21 points a game, which was about 12th in the league. Uh, he spent his first, I guess, uh, eight or nine seasons with the Nuggets from 2003 to 2011. And then, as you New York Knicks fans know, uh, he was traded to the Knicks in 2011. And I, I remember at the time, I wasn't thrilled about it because it, it seemed like the Knicks were starting to gel with a bunch of and they gave players and things. And then, it, you know, I thought they could have got him at the end of the season, maybe as a free agent. I mean, allegedly, the Nets were going to be in the bidding or some other teams. And, you know, and the Knicks, you know, kind of goofed it up as usual. Panicked. But, but Dolan, anyway. Dolan panicked. Yeah. Yep. I think I think you're right. not not Donnie Walsh. Right, right. Uh, the Knicks traded Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton, Danilo Gallinari, Timothy Musgov, a first oh, round man. pick, two second round picks, and three million dollars. And a ham sandwich. And a ham sandwich. <laughs> no gefilte fish. But um, they got they got Chauncey Billups, which I think they waived right away, didn't they, Fred? I don't I think, think so. Yeah. He became, uh, you know, probably, later, I, I think, think they had to take Billups for. With salary cap purposes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sheldon Williams, uh, Anthony Carter, and Ronaldo Balkman. So, I mean, Balkman, they got a little mileage out of, but the rest of them, I don't think much of anything. Um, what else here? He, he had one scoring title, 2012-2013 uh, season, where he averaged 28.7 points a game. He did set the Knicks record uh, passing Bernard King. He scored a Knicks record 62 points in a game. Ten-time All-Star, uh, six-time All-NBA selection. But the key thing is Mark uh, texted me today was he never got to an NBA. Wow. He never won a championship. <laughs> he never got to the finals. 
Um, he did win three Olympic golds in 2008 to 20, 2012 and 2016. I think the closest was that 09 season, but I think Kobe and the Lakers beat them in the conference finals. Otherwise, uh, you know, I don't know. I great, great score. But again, being a Nick fan, I felt a little unfulfilled with him. You know, I didn't think he was a complete player. Defense. But that's just my take. I agree with you, Roger. Yeah. All right, Steve. A couple of things. Uh, I knew him in college, even though I was out of there. He uh, he spent one year at Syracuse, and he really wanted to stay. And Beheim convinced him to go because wow. he can always get your degree. And he came back and got his degree. And he also gave. Uh, he only played one year at Syracuse. Right. Yeah. Right. He and won the championship gave, as a freshman. Yeah. He gave three million dollars to build the uh, practice facility. It's now right. called the Camelo Anthony uh, uh, Basketball Center. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Fred? Yeah. Steve, is, isn't his son playing now at Long Island Lutheran? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I saw that. Mm. Gerald? Mm. Roger, here's the question of the day. Is, is he worthy enough to, to have his number retired by the no. next? No. Just talk about it. No, no. I say not being, a, you know, I'm biased obviously from the Frazier and the Butcher, Bradley Reed group. You know, they they brought home the championship. So uh, there's, only, there's only two numbers that are retired who never won a championship. And who are they? Patrick Ewing and Dick McGuire. Right. They never. Heard, what about Richie Guerin? They didn't retire him. No. Yeah. Right, Joe. Yeah, I just wanted to knock on Anthony. He was always that he wasn't a uh, – he never made the team around him better. Right. That's my personal question, <laughs> exactly. It's always been the uh, – <laughs> I'm going to repeat – Very subjective. Them. I don't know how you prove it, but – I'm going to repeat a story that I told a few times on this show, that when when, when I was teaching, I was uh, – I taught a class, a sports class in a classroom. And uh, that I filled my program up. <laughs> and so this is when uh, LeBron was a senior. And I, I taped some games and, uh, of LeBron playing in high school. And I brought it to the school in this class. And I showed them LeBron. Right. And this one kid said, Mr. Gold, Carmelo Anthony is the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> I said, look, look, I'm showing you LeBron James, what he is in, in high in high school. If you don't mm. think this kid is going to be like <laughs> a Superman in the pros, he said, Mr. Gold, I'll come back to you in 10 years. And, and <laughs> we didn't, of course, we didn't bet any money. Mm. I said, I said, no, I think you're wrong. And he swore Carmelo was the greatest thing since since white bread. Ice what bread. Is it called? Ice bread. Ice, ice bread. bread. Ice bread. Ice bread. Well, he did come back in ten years, and he did apologize. He's Mr. Mm-hmm. Wow, you you were right. You were right. Mm-hmm. You were right. But uh, that's my connection with uh, Carmelo and LeBron. The comparison. All right, Fred. Why don't you thank you on that, Roger? Yeah. Uh, report, Fred, Roger. why don't you talk about the yeah. NBA and the well, NFL hockey I, playoffs? I'll start the NBA. Denver obviously is now in the finals for the after, first time. <laughs> first time after. Beating the Lakers in four games. The, the first two games, the score was closer than than the really than the way the game was. Lakers made it closer at the end. Third game, 
Denver just totally dominated. And last night they came back from, I think, 15, 15 down at the half. Mm. Aaron Gordon blocked the shot by James at the at the buzzer. And Denver's moving on to play Miami. And the thing that pleases me the most about Miami beating Boston outside of not, not liking the Celtics, it shows how good Miami is. But it also yep. shows that of all Milwaukee, Boston, the team that gave Miami the hardest hardest time was the Knicks. Yep. And it's making the Knicks look good. And I, and I keep thinking, I, I know he, he wasn't having a great playoff series, but I keep thinking, what if Emmanuel quickly wasn't injured in those in those three games in the in that second yeah. unit would have been would have been intact? They might have been able to beat the Heat. But uh, Miami is really, I mean, I can't believe how bad Boston played on was it Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in Miami was great, but Boston was. You know, I don't, I don't know what what is, what is the Celtics going to be. I think. I'm assuming I don't. I don't think Boston's coming back and going to win four in a row. They might win tonight, but uh, but Miami, Denver's. I think is going to be a very good series if it happens. Go ahead, Joe. And yeah, no, I agree with everything you said about the Knicks. And um, but it looks like they just broke the spirit of Boston. Yeah. And the one thing they couldn't do, they couldn't break the spirit of the Knicks. The Knicks kept fighting, and right up to the very end, when Brunson made that, you know, that errant pass. Yeah. They were in that game. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. To me, better. It's amazing to me in the NBA about all the coaches being fired. You know, from really good teams. You know. Yeah. And, you know, now, now I saw in today's paper that Steve Nash is going to interview or has interviewed with with the Toronto Raptors. They, he's Canadian. So. Yeah. They, but yeah, they think he's great. And, but you know, I, I they didn't really watch him with with Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, with Milwaukee's a coaching job, and Milwaukee, yeah. you know, people now are saying the Celtics were premature in giving this guy Missoula uh, uh, an extension. That he's, I mean, I mean, it is true. Sproles is just the best coach in the NBA, and yeah. just getting so much out of it. And another note, basketball note: WNBA started this week. The, the, the Liberty had a really bad game in their first game, but they. Their home opener, Brianna Stewart scored 45 points, which set a, a Liberty record for most points in a game. That uh-huh. they, they're also supposed to be a super team this year, and we'll have to see about that. But I, I think I think Denver is going is going to win it all personally. In Spanish, I think I think Jokic is and, and oh, Murray and, God, the, yeah. and and the supporting cast and they're just they're just too good. I I really enjoy watching them play. Okay. Jokic hit a shot last night that was <laughs> unbelievable. Oh my God! You're like that. Falling oh, away. Yeah. Over Anthony Davis. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. If Miami wins tonight, there's there's, there's going to be no basketball for about I think eight days. I don't think the I don't think the playoffs start until next Wednesday. I think. Is that right? Yeah. 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 But yeah. Cause they're not going to move it up because they they had it scheduled that game sevens would have been one of them would. Would have been Sunday night and the other one uh, Monday, so but they're not going to change that. And, and in hockey, I I have to admit I haven't been following it that much. I know the conference finals, the first four games all went into overtime. The, the first I think was was it the, the Carolina Florida game was the sixth longest in NL NHL history. Ended at two o'clock in the morning. And what I didn't realize, and what I didn't realize about that game was that it was tied. 
that in regulation, I think Carolina tied it up with 12 seconds to go in regulation to send it into the overtime, and then they played four four <laughs> overtimes. Mm-hmm. All, four, all four games have gone into overtime, and Vegas is up to nothing. So that they're, they're, they're looking good, and, and uh, could be a Florida-Vegas, looks like it's going to be a Florida-Vegas finals. Eight That's seed. Eight, eight seed, right? Just just like just like the Miami Heat, right? Just like the Miami Heat. And it's yeah. funny how Miami Heat was like within two minutes of not even making it into to the round of eight. They they lost their first playing game to the to the Hawks, and then they had to win the next one I, against the Bulls, and the Bulls had them beat until the end. And yeah. and Miami's doing this with also, also with how one of their better players, Tyler Hero, who's a good outside shooter, but. Miami played them seven guys undrafted on that team, and, yeah. and a lot of them are making uh, big contributions. So, but do we care as New Yorkers? <laughs> no. If you're a basketball fan, you and you enjoy watching a game. I love watching Jimmy Butler play. I I love yeah. watching. I, I think Ben Adebayo is is fantastic. I I I, I enjoy watching them play. Yeah. As far as you care for New Yorkers, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody else. I care. I love do watching they have Denver. Denver spread. What? Do they have a chance against Denver? Oh, sure they yeah. do. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, they're playing over to, their head right now. You have to. Re- I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they're playing over their heads. I mean, I, I think I think they're gaining confidence. I mean, okay, sure they were helped in Milwaukee when Giannis was injured at the beginning, but they, you know, partial that series, but they still had to go out and do it. They played well against the Knicks. They're, they're a good team. Yeah, I mean, somebody wrote a column in the Post yesterday about the, the shows that the, the NBA regular season doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I I, I spoke to my son about. It. I said this. I said because it's a friend of my son. I said, does he really believe that? My son says, you know what? Found out. He says he the the the, the editor told him to. He wanted a column saying <laughs> saying that. So I I think it does matter, but. All right. All right. Thank you for that. A couple other uh, notes pertaining to basketball or hockey. I I read this. The Connecticut governor, Ned Lamont, Ned Lamont, is planning to meet with uh, uh, Commissioner uh, Gary Bettman. The possibility of moving Arizona Coyotes, which can't find Mm -hmm. a place to play at home, move them to Hartford, Connecticut. Bring back the Whalers. Yeah, yeah. it's a great hockey state. Yeah, uh, uh, Tempe, Arizona rejected the referendum for yeah. a 2.3 billion entertainment district, a new arena. So maybe bring them. If they back. did that. They'd have to move somebody from the current Eastern Conference to the well, West. They can, they can do that. Yeah, Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but there are other cities that are looking what for are the uh, teams: Atlanta, Portland, Kansas City, Milwaukee. Salt Lake City, Quebec City, and Hamilton, Ontario, wouldn't mind having a yeah. hockey team. No, Quebec had a they had a team. Yeah, so and Atlanta. And they moved. So Atlanta, yeah. So right. Atlanta, Atlanta's in Calgary now. Right. Yeah. Did you Atlanta guys had two teams. Yeah. Right. Did you guys play. see uh, Brittany Griner uh, over the weekend? On team I, I didn't yeah. see the game, but I heard they lost their first two games. But she's playing. She's playing pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, she's led her team in scoring. The team is zero two. The uh, Phoenix Mercury, 
but she's back. Um, she might have lost a step, but she is tall. She's tall. <laughs> Six nine. Know. I'm not going to say anything about it. But uh, watch her. Vermont. Liberty have a woman on the our team. The team is six eleven. I don't know. Uh, in baseball, the Mets are twenty five and twenty three. They're in second place, but they're five out. But of course, they're on this winning streak. We'll see what happens tonight in Chicago. The Yankees twenty nine and twenty, third place, five mm-hmm. and a half games out. You know um, what they say? They said that. Um, Tampa was the first team for 30 wins. Baltimore was second. Second, The Dodgers uh, last night got their 30th. Yankees, the Rangers, and Atlanta are sitting at 29 wins. So I think the field has come back to Tampa. They caught Tampa, basically. Um, Let's see what else I have here. Tampa's got a lot of injuries with their starting pitching. Yeah, starting pitching. Have an idiot as a oh, was a uh, the White Sox had a uh, a guy threw a one hitter. Well, his name is Michael Kopech. Yeah, Kopech. He got it from the Red Sox in the Chris Sale trade. Yeah, yeah. He faced twenty four batters in eight innings. He did give up one hit, but I guess it was quickly erased. Maybe the guy tried stealing or something, or made a double play. Double play. Guy came in, Kendall Graveman pitched a one, two, three, ninth, for two, so a one hitter, but he basically almost a perfect game. Yeah, and Mark, yeah, who's, the backup, who's the backup left fielder now for the Chicago White Sox? Clint Frazier. Yeah. Clint Frazier has been right, brought yeah. up from the minors. Jackson Frazier. No, he's calling, he's back to Clint. He's back to Cliff. Don't call yeah, me Jackson. They took away his Clint. 77, though. He's not 77 anymore. What is he now? What is he is he, I think he's 13 yeah. or 15 or something. Not high. No way. He got a couple of hits in his first game. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, uh, Gerald. Another Does shot. anyone think the Gram will have 15 starts this year? Uh, okay. He said he's making progress. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. something. It was something in the paper the other day. So, That's looking uh, real smart now. So, uh, Kenley Jansen made a statement the other day. He says, someone is going to get seriously hurt with this pitch clock. He says, pitches need time to adjust uh, uh, to, to protect themselves from injury. I mean, like, they, have, they can't pace themselves with this pitch clock. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but... Uh, he made a statement. He says it's just too much, too fast for a pitcher to compose himself. And I've been saying that for weeks. But they have to adjust it, let to go with the system. He's fetching. That's all. He's, he was notorious for. But Mark, I got a question for you, totally unrelated to the major league sports. What do you got? You didn't mention the passing of superstar Billy Graham. Oh, we didn't talk about him. <laughs> Ah, the wrestler, the wrestler, wrestler. Billy Graham. Famous because, among many other things, he actually took the championship away from Bruno San Martino. In his day. <laughs> Who remembers that? You guys, you I guys saw it in the paper, fans? but I used to love Bruno San Martino. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think too much of Billy. They gave him the belt. He yeah. didn't have too many moves. He was just a big guy with muscles, and he'd sweep. I was going to say, he's yeah. a steroid user. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. Time, big no time. drop kicks. Nothing, oh, no, no, no off the top rope. He no. just was too a bulky guy. But, yeah. you know, 
he was the championship, and they and they gave him the belt. The was he related to Doctor Jerry Green? That's who I was thinking of. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't think. Uh, I heard a very interesting baseball story today uh, with Phil Rizzuto and Yogi Berra. Maybe some of you saw the same thing I saw. When Phil Rizzuto became ill towards the end of his life, he was he was put in a assisted living facility in New Jersey, maybe only 30 minutes away from, from Yogi, his, his one-time teammate. So Yogi would travel every day to visit Phil, every single day while he was at, at assisted living. While he was there, they would play cards, they would talk, and then Phil got tired. And, you know, he was at pretty close to the end of his life. And he would start to fall asleep Yogi would hold his hand and waited for Phil to actually fall asleep. Mm. What a you know, if that story is true, what, what a what a story. Yeah. yeah. Sounds you know? like Yogi Bear. Yogi. I'll, I'll like Yogi. I mean Yogi and Phil, teammates. Did anybody see the Yogi Bear movie? I haven't seen it yet. No. Not yet. I can't wait. Yeah. It's playing no. around. Yeah. I haven't seen it. The Preakness, we had the Preakness last weekend. I don't know if you guys did any betting or watched it at least. Anybody watch it? Yeah, watched it. Just saw it right after. Treasure. Treasure. Mage, Mage, the Kentucky Derby winner, was the favorite, came in third. Uh, I did pick American Treasure, believe it or not. And read by Bob Baffett. Danny, Bob Baffett, you are his double. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody know who won last year? Who won the Preakness last year? Sea biscuit. Uh, <laughs> knows how fast we forget you people. Yeah. You it wasn't, people. It wasn't the Kentucky Derby winner because that horse didn't run. Early voting was. <laughs> Early voting. Early voting on the Preakness last year. Where's that this weekend now? on Sunday, be sure to watch the Indy 500. Oh, yeah, right. going to yeah. start 11 o'clock. I'll be there. Don't care. And, of course, Brooks Kepka won Joe the PGA that. Golf Championship this past weekend. I don't care either. Uh, soccer, Major League Soccer is going to add a 30th team. <laughs> then you guys read the papers. They have all these teams. They have, they have yeah. two divisions, an East and a West. They have 15 teams in one division, 14 teams in another division. They've awarded San Diego the 30th franchise. So it'll be even. No nickname yet. And they're going to play in San Diego State's Snapdragon Stadium, <laughs> where the women's soccer team, the San Diego Wave, play. Danny, any any bowling news before we go to trivia? Uh, not really. Not that I, not, nothing to talk about. Nothing out of, out of this world. Okay. Okay. Uh, we want to go to trivia, guys? Yeah. You guys uh, have a lot of questions for us to stump the uh, the panel. Stump the chance. All right, Michael, go ahead. Okay. 2010, there was a TV show called The Decision. What was it about and who was in it? LeBron, LeBron James deciding where he was going to play next. And who uh, gave him the interview? Who interviewed him? Um, was that, what's his name, Gray? No. And who paid Gray? for the interview? What? LeBron James agent. LeBron James paid Jim Gray uh, for traveling and everything like that. Uh, nice. Taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah, I just got a text that uh, Carlos Rondon is pain free. He's back. 
Yeah. Ah, let's all do them the same. Yeah. All right. Uh, who has a question now? Our right, Fred. Yeah. Okay. Of active major league players who have played at least 400 games, who has the highest lifetime batting average? Active. Uh, wow. Oof. Mike Trout. No. Got to play at least 400 games. No. 400 uh, he's games. been out too much. No. No, he's played in his career. He's played more than he's that. Played, yeah. Yeah, he's played more than that. But way, way more. more. Who's always up there in, in the. Uh... Mookie Betts? I mean, geez. No. Maybe. Jay LeMayu? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, what league? National League right now. Uh, okay. hmm. Jeff McNeil. I was thinking of that. And if the guy wins a batting title now, <clears throat> he'll have done something that no other player in Major League history has ever done. Oh, winning both. So what leagues? is that? Win, well, if I tell you that, if I give you that, you'll know who the answer. Well, is. you might as well because we don't know. It, it's, it's Luis Araz. And oh, win both leagues. And if he if he wins the batting mm. title this year, he'll be the only player. To have won the batting title in both leagues in consecutive oh. years, huh? mm. the so- and Ed Delahanty are the only ones who have won it in both years, but not in both leagues, but not consecutive. That's right. <laughs> okay. Oh, did Lemayu win it in both leagues? Yeah, but not, not consecutive, consecutive years. Not, not consecutive years. <laughs> It'd be first consecutive years. Joe has a question. What manager was known for saying, "Keep us close until I think of something"? <laughs> Daisy Stengel. <laughs> Billy Martin. Nope. Earl Weaver. Tony LaRusso. You're closer with Leo DeRosha. Same error. Bert, Bert Shatton. Charlie Dressen. Yep. Charlie Dressen. Charlie really? Dressen. Charlie Dressen. Charlie Dressen. Yep. Keep them close and I'll think of something. What was that? Yep. Keep them yeah. close until I think of something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see who else. Uh, go back to Michael. Okay. What member of the tw- uh, 20, uh, what was it, 1998 Yankees uh, committed suicide in 2011? What? The Japanese the- guy, Arabu. Oh, oh, my God. He committed suicide, Arabu? Yeah. Arabu. Yes. Yeah. You leave a note? No notes? You don't know yeah, why. he said Steinbrenner drove me to it. <laughs> I'm going to give you I got a question I'm going to give you a team tell me who their single season home run leader is for instance I say the Giants you know Barry Bonds yeah. 73 so if I say Tampa Bay Rays who's their single season home run hitter Fred McGriff oh, no. no he's Lombardi? on he's on um, Evan Lagoria. Oh, he's on the Major League Baseball Network. Oh, um, Carlos Pena. 46. Minnesota Twins. Killebrew. Killebrew, 49 only. How about the Mets? Strawberry. Man. Now strawberry. Oh, I'm, 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 it's Alonzo. Alonzo, 53. Miami Marlins. Wow. Stanton, 59. 59, good. The White Sox. Frank Thomas. Gerald, you know this one. Rob Kittle. No. Gerald, you know this one. Come on, Jerry. Sucks. Albus yeah. Bell, 49. Oh, oh my God. How about Philadelphia yeah. Phillies? <clears throat> Brian Howard. Brian Howard. How about the A's? And I didn't mention which city. Reggie Jackson. It's got to be McGuire. 
Mark McGuire. No, yeah. McGuire. No, McGuire. He was doing all that with the Cardinals, wasn't he? But he had 49 his rookie season with the A's. Jimmy Fox, 58. That's what the answer is. Philadelphia Athletics. And the Boston Red Sox. Big Poppy? Big Poppy, 54. Oh, okay. Who else has a question? Fred. This year, Anthony Volpe started his career 13 for 13 in stolen bases which is a New York Yankee record for most consecutive stolen bases at the start of a career. Who, ha- who had the record previously? DiMaggio? Correct. Joe DiMaggio. Oh, wow. He didn't steal much, so that, that's no. pretty good. Start of a career. <clears throat> All right, Mike. Okay. What did Mel Stoudemire do September 29th, 1964? Grand Slam. Grand Slam. Inside the park. Nope. Nope. And five for five. And today... Otani do May 15th, 2023. Got five hits in a game. How'd you know that one? Because I read it the same place you did. <laughs> Not supposed to divulge your reference. No, you so us, yeah. <laughs> All right, Milton. I just want to ask you, what is the average weight of the bats that the, they use today mm-hmm. in your bounces? Like 33, 34. Right. 30, Can you name yeah. me two players that use 38 ounces and up? Richie Allen. Allen. Richie Allen. <laughs> hey, Bruce. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Willie McCovey. Johnny Myers and Frank McCormick. I don't know if you ever knew Frank McCormick. No. Um, I remember him. Big Johnny Myers. He was yeah, on he this show. Very heavy bats. I had one of them. I don't know where I got it's it. Club. But... It's a club. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, I, got one, I, I got one more. I, yeah, one more. Hey, you've all heard of the baseball player Aki Vaughn, right? Yes. yes. That yeah. wasn't his real first name. Where did he get his Where did he get his first name from? <laughs> Aki Vaughn. Not Alpha. No. Okay. Really Joe, come on. No. Where did he get it? We have no freaking clue. He, he's from Arkansas. Short for Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. Oh, my, st- my son told me that the other day. <laughs> oh, my, I, I, bought, I was at a book sale. That we had all these books for as many in the back, $5. I, I bought an illustrated history of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm. Okay. That's cool. Which baseball player <clears throat> appears first alphabetically of all time? It's not Hank Aaron. Uh, it's not reading? Hank Aaron. Yeah, I know. I know some. Uh, Don't tell me your sources. Just give me the answer. Or arrays. Arrays. No. A A R. No. Yes. A A R. A A D something. Ardsma. Ardsma. David Ardsma. Ardsma. Arenado. Giants, Cubs, White Sox. Yeah. Red Sox, Mariners. I wonder Yankees, who's last. Mets, I wonder, Braves. I wonder, I, wonder who's, I wonder who's last. Mm, something I don't. Else. I don't know. So I'm just saying. I wonder. <laughs> we can look. We can look at how many stuff. players who started with Z. Gazzernio. Right. That's the only one I can think Z-U. of. Z-U's. That sounds like a last name. No, wasn't there a guy yeah. Paul Zuvella? Yeah. Paul Zuvello. There's a Zunino, right? Zunino. There's yeah. a Don Diego Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who else has a question? A few more minutes. A few more questions. Roger. 
I'll throw one in there. I think I saw it on some game show, so I'll throw it in there. <laughs> of, of these three NFL teams, one has not retired any player uniforms. And I'll give you the three teams. Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Lions, or Denver Broncos? I said Detroit the Lions. Lions. Detroit Lions. That's what I would have said. The answer was the Dallas Cowboys. Really? Dallas has no numbers retired? No. no. I Did he retire Roger Storbeck? No. no, yeah, right. I mean, there's and a whole bunch they could Bob Lilly, I mean, you can go on. Randy White. Bob Hayes. All right. Roger Starback. Roger the Dodger. Who else? That's it? You guys are dry? Dry. Can you name... You got to talk about earlier. Can you name the state capitals with at least... Wait a second. A state capital of the United States with at least one big four sports team. And there are Sacramento. 12. Sacramento. Boston, Sacramento. I'll just check them out. Uh, and more. That state have one. capital has a team. That has one? One or more. Las Vegas? No, no, it's not a capital. <laughs> Boston. Boston, we said. Oh, Boston. Phoenix. Columbus. Phoenix. Columbus. Columbus. Good. Mm-hmm. Eight more. <laughs> Raleigh. Raleigh. Seven. Atlanta. Atlanta. Boy, you're on a roll. Denver. Denver. Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, no, Tallahassee. No, Tallahassee. 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 Yeah. Are you missing Sorry. In, Indianapolis? Indianapolis. You're missing OKC? Oklahoma oh, yeah. City? St. Paul? You're missing <laughs> Nashville. And Salt Lake City. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? For a gotta question. Got to do Milton's song. Milton, your song is up, and then we'll say goodbye at 1.60. All right. Just want to tell you, music could be the soundtrack of your life. When you hear a song, it could put you back what you were doing when this song was the big hit. The one I'm playing today was from 1961 by a group Mm. from Odessa, Texas. It was formed by a principal and his four students. And in 1961, I was at the Village Vanguard. We double dated, and this song was the big hit of the time. Give it 20 seconds before. Let it ring, let it go. Knows the title. Tonight could be the night. Nineteen by the Velvets. Velvets, but no one knew. You stumped us. 
I never worked to a song. I just didn't know this. I was at the village friend of mine, and we double dated down at the village to the jazz. So you can remember where you are at a certain time when this song, different songs were. I was only 11 years old. I didn't remember. Well, you know. Right, right, exactly. I wasn't into music then. I'm going to go to my lecture. I'm going to play it. Okay, there we go. All right, guys. I want to thank you all for appearing today live. And you always can hear yourself back. Play it back. I think by tomorrow afternoon, it'll be on Spotify, Apple iTunes. Just Google On The Mark Sports Talk, and you can see episode 160. Guys, I'll see you next Thursday. Okay, yes, okay, Thursday. Thank you, Mark. Time from now, Thanks, but Mark. take care, guys. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Gary, Enjoy the weekend. Uh, the holiday. Uh, Hang your flags up. Take yeah. care, everybody. Okay, Stay safe, bye-bye. guys.